Hey girl, grab your headphones. You know I'm not that friend that you can have on the speakerphone. <laughs> this is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast, and I am Kendra, also known as Yo Fly Auntie. This is a space for the grown folks, so sit back, relax, and get ready for takeoff, baby, because we are about to be fly. It ain't about a midlife crisis, but it's all about midlife flyness. Let's go. Girl, grab your headphones. It is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast. And I am Kendra. How you doing? How are you? How was your thanks of the giving, the giving of the thanks? Are you are you recuperated? Did you cook? Did you cook? What'd you cook? You you put them leftovers up. I've been seeing a lot of people on the internets and webs complaining about mama and auntie and everybody still having um leftovers out. Uh, uh, almost a week later and reintroducing them in different dishes. These children have no idea. (laughs) They have no idea. Okay. Do you remember all the souffle casserole soup bones? (laughs) All the stuff we grew up with. You remember that? Honey, grandma and mama and them and auntie and them would turn that turkey around 20 different ways. Like you still complain about actually being able to warm up your food, sweetie. Let me tell you about the time. Ooh, look, we got old people's stories to tell. Ain't that a blessing? Look, (laughs) I'm gonna start it again. Second week in a row where I'm like, just jumping back in and talking to you because... That's what you do when you're talking to your fam, when you're rocking with your friends, when you're kicking it with your folk. <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool around my end, neck of the woods and all of that good stuff. We didn't do a whole bunch, which was fine with me. Uh, my hubby and I have kind of worked out how how we do Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, the southern dishes, the things they require, they don't require let me just say that because I know Auntie Tab would not approve. They don't require the pork, the meats, the the smoked turkey necks, but it is it feels comfortable. It feels like home, right? It feels homey to me. And I know a lot of stuff we have to readjust and and recalibrate and teach our taste buds and all the new flavors and things, you know. Not salt, but cilantro. <laughs> So yes, so we worked that out that over the the years, uh, uh, he's in charge of the bird. I'm in charge of the the, the greens and the the yams and the and but not the ham. We don't really do ham. Ham ham is is not huge with the boys. Certainly not big with my husband. And so it's a my family's small. Y'all know that. Uh, it's it's uh four of us all together and and a dog. It's it's four and a possible. And I don't play spades, so I don't know what that means. And yes, I graduated from an HBCU. I have told you this. We've shared, we've shared, we've been, we shared with one another before, right? I graduated from Tuskegee University and I do not know how to play spades. And you cannot take my black card because baby, it is bought and paid for. <laughs> so, 
what I have going in on on my end. I hope things went well for you. I cannot think of anything very much that's been going on in the social media sphere. Normally Twitter, uh, it has good stuff during the holidays and movies and uh, things that are on Netflix that people catch up on. And I cannot think of not one thing that we watched or stuck that stuck with me other than not, and it wasn't TV. It's Adele. Have y'all listened to Adele? Adele 30 brings an entire grown ass Adele. I, I need for Adele to stay unproblematic so we can love her. We can, mm, we could just love her and love what she brings to the table. I do not think I have heard as many black people talk about a white artist, uh, specifically a woman since Tina Marie. Cause we love Miss Adele, don't we? We love us some Adele. So one of the songs on there is a woman like me. And I think, you know, lots of us can relate to that. No matter where you are in your ships, your friendships, your relationships, your kinships. Um, it, 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 one part of the song, she said that she was glad that this person that she was with, this is a romantic relationship, but I think this can go in many different ways, uh, that she was glad that the person she was with in this relationship um, stretched her and, and not saying she was glad for the broken heart that she ended up with, but she learned what her heart could do. Ooh. So she was like, you know, it was rough. That was some tough business, but I learned what my heart can do. I think that is so vital, especially around this time of year when we have, we don't have to, but when we are around people who have stretched the shit out of us, they have stressed and stretched and brought out the things they brought the things <laughs> not the things but the things they brought the things out of us that um that we didn't even know possible and so I have really been enjoying enjoying Miss Adele and then she has another song on there with her 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 son I believe it's her son and she it's my little one and uh she talks about how being a parent and being scared and being, you know, in not knowing what the fuck you're doing and, and all of the things that, that come with parenting or loving someone else that you're in charge of kind of helping to, to guide, not own, cause we don't own our children. They come through us, but they don't belong to us. Right. So, um, learning to how to express that to her son. And I'm gonna tell y'all something. I don't know how your mom and daddy were I don't, I, and it's no shortcoming on their behalf because if you are 60s 70s you know 50s 80s y'all 90s babies too um your parents could only give you what they had right but I don't remember my parents ever like physically like verbalizing to me that they were having a bad day and I think that a lot of the stuff that you know we get kind of backed up one day. We like, we, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I don't know. It's because no one ever taught us how to handle a bad day that didn't involve like a calamity. <laughs> it's like no one taught you how to handle. And I don't, and especially for, you know, the 60 year old family and older, like ain't nobody had no time to be telling you all that shit. You need to, to, to get in where you fit in. We trying to survive. So it was a beauty in listening to that and being home for Thanksgiving and being able to um, and be able, able to be with the boys and know that I, I have 
the freedom and it is a freedom that others have paid for for me to be able to tell them you know I am not having a good day I'm not having a good day and let me explain to you why and let me tell you how I'm dealing with it and I'm trying to deal with it in a positive way because I have dealt with it in ways that have been detrimental to me and of course they are still I'm still working on it I mean I'm still still working on it still stretching so I'm stretching Mm, that was a physical stretch so that is is kind of where I've been and that's kind of what I've been doing and I hope you've been just enjoying being with your people and I hope that we put some stuff into practice from last week's episode about you know mm -hmm, yeah boundaries and your people mm -hmm, we gotta hold ourselves uh, to those promises that we made to ourselves and and speaking of promises I said that I was going to finally go ahead and get me some glasses and I went on and got me some glasses I got my eyes checked I know it's one of those things like you know everybody has their thing right where it's like mm, I know I I'll do this but I when I get to that stage I don't know I don't honey glasses that was me that, that was a, I'm a reader's girl honey I had a, all like you know Fred Sanford had that drawer full of readers you remember that he had a, <laughs> the drawer. He used to have the bag on, boop boop, bap bap bap, before the the drawer opened for him to um get his reading glasses out. So yes, I um I I went ahead and committed. I committed I'm a commitment, a commitment to to a pair of glasses. Actually, it's two because I I just can't have just one pair of glasses. And I have some really cool friends that have given me some names of some businesses. I'll tag them. In this episode, um, one of them, I, the name of, I cannot remember right now. They're in Chicago, uh, Savant. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to leave it like that. The real Michael McDonald. I keep forgetting all of the things. I keep forgetting all the things. <laughs> so, yeah, they glasses uh, the two sets of glasses that I got but I have some really dope friends that are or two pair that's not set that would that be one pair let's leave that alone but yes telling me some really great uh individual businesses and creatives that have some unique really dope frames and things that I learned about glasses when I went and finally got fit for glasses how important it is for them to fit on the bridge of our nose and you know black folks have you know some unique features with the nose and you don't want them sliding down your face and that's you know so that is something that's super important and so important to support black creatives who make this stuff for your face. So, so yes. So that is uh, what's in my cup of fuck it this week. In my cup of fuck it is I'm saying fuck it to the fact that I can't see. Mm-hmm. I cannot see. And you know what? They have glasses for that. <laughs> what's in your cup, sis? What's in your cup? Ooh. Girl, I know you didn't think that was all. Look at all the amazing things that you've done. Now it's time for you to do what you do. It's the remix, boo. <laughs> this week's, well, not reeks. <laughs> this week's remix. I mean, my goodness. This week's remix. And that's what I get for making it a tongue twister, right? This week's remix is shouting out the whole country, the the entire country, the island of Barbados. Why you say? Because Barbados is they no longer 
have a queen, the Queen of England, who um, Barbados has had their, um, who hate freedom. They have not been under the rule of the Queen of England for uh, 55 years. It's uh, their 55th anniversary, and they are celebrating their 55th anniversary from being under British rule by kicking the queens behind out of the uh, head office uh, or the spokesperson for their island and replacing her with 70-year-old Sandra Mason. I hope that I'm saying that right. It's either Sandra or Sandra, but we're going to go with Madam President that's the informal version, or Her Excellency, the Most Honorable Head of State, the state being Barbados. Barbados don't need no queen. They got Rihanna. The Bayesian people don't need <laughs> the queen of England. They got a lock. It's queens all over Barbados. I've never been there, but I'm certain that they don't. And so on November the 30th, so a few days back, Barbados officially kick the queen to the curb and they have a sister at the helm of their country so i don't think that there's much more that needs to be said about this remix it's short and it's sweet shout out to 70 year old her excellency i feel like i should just i want to go around and call all of my friends that her excellency the most honorable sandra mason Knowing, knowing my Caribbean folks is Sandra. <laughs> Did I get it? Yeah. Did I get it? Clo- I got close. I think I got close. I feel like I got close enough that y'all won't send me no emails cussing me out about that. But yes, that's, that's where the remix is landing this week in Barbados. I feel like a ticket. Hey guys, send me a little ticket. Send me a little ticket. We, I will come down. You can show, show me all around. I will Barbados tourism board. I am, listen, uh, not opposed to coming in the next couple of weeks. I know the weather will be lovely. So you can just give me the full tour. I don't have to meet her excellency in person. I'm just glad to notice she in charge, honey. So yes, that is the definition of a remix is reclaiming our time, honey, space, time, and damn Island too. (laughs) Hey, it's popping. It's the popping topic. We going in a little deep again this week. I know y'all like Kendra, really. Heavy two weeks in a row. Honey, it ain't heavy. It's necessary. We're talking about grief, mental health, and wellness. Specifically, mental health and wellness in the Black community. Even more specifically, amongst women over the age of 40. I had an experience uh, recently and it left me really wondering. I'm a big mouth broad. Um, I believe in letter writing and uh, and all of the things. And uh, fortunately, I am blessed to not have a position that I'm in like so many of our sisters and brothers out there that are in chronic pain and don't have time or people to advocate for them. Uh, Chronic pain could be mental pain. It could be physical pain. It could be emotional pain, right? And uh, not having the words or the wherewithal because there is nothing quite as frustrating 
is is uh, that you need help you don't really fuck with the medical community like that and that you have to go and see them you've tried everything or maybe you're starting to try some things and you kind of feel like the safest route i got this little piece of insurance i might as well go on over here and see these people and you get there and you're treated as though uh your concerns aren't serious or that uh, this is the way that I walk away feeling a, a lot of times, but specifically with this incident, and I'm going to get into it and tell you about it. But I, I feel as though because I am 50, I, I look 50, I look grown. Um, I think people see black women and see them as subhuman and superhuman. What do I mean by that? That they are not feeling all the things that they believe themselves to be feeling or going through it's psychosomatic it's in their head and superhuman that means that they can even if they were actually feeling something which we don't believe they do but even if they were feeling something they could push through it they can handle it we've seen them handle all kinds of stuff they've been doing that for generations and so many of us are claiming this softer space for ourselves, right? Where we are allowed to have our tenderness and our uh, tender little underbelly. I was going to say fupa, but tender underbelly. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, it can be exposed, you know, for you to have some of that softness that you need to feel for yourself so you don't feel like you are just this hardened mechanical thing uh, that can only um, show feelings in your family space. So what happened to me was I went to a new physician. So I was going over medications that I was on with this physician and she was like, um, this sounds super serious. It was not, y'all. This holiday seasonal depression. It's it is what it is, uh, and I've been dealing with it since my mother passed um, six years ago. And so I'm very aware of what it I need, what my triggers are. I also know that I don't like to be without everything that I need. So if I feel like I might have heart palpitations or something along those lines. Over the past few years, I'd worked it out with my physicians that were my partners in my health that there would be certain medications that I would want for this time of year. It's my fucking body. So I should be the uh, the person who can tell you the most about it, right? So I explained this to this new physician and I did not want to just put a shit off on her being young, but there was something there that was so dismissive about what I told her. And it wasn't that I just told her about this year. I told her about the loss of lots of things from this past year and the collective grief that we are all still sitting in the middle of and how so many of us are just really reeling. We're, we're, we're standing in a, like after a wreck, we're looking around and we're trying to figure out what the, what the fuck I'm supposed to do with this. And so I'm telling her this and she was like, this sounds really, really serious. 
I really don't think that this is what you need to do. And I really think that you should go and speak with someone else. Why? Well, this is just something that just seems like it is bigger than this. And that. I'm like, I came in here to tell you one thing and you're trying to turn this shit into something else. Now, I am very lucid. I am very clear. But I'm also very black. So in the back of my mind, when physicians start talking about, uh, you need to go and see, um, like not, not a therapist, but a psychotherapist, right? Psychiatric care. Um, you're, you get the Miss Sophia look, you get the, you, you, Billie Holiday runs through your mind. Um, the, the shoot, uh, mahogany. No, that wasn't hugging. It was Billy singing some. I mean, Lady singing some blues. But it's the same thing that all of the things that run through your mind of the women who had to trust the medical community to help them, uh, some kind of way. Miss Sophia did not have to trust them, but it was thrust upon her, right, for her mental well-being. No one gives a fuck, and it's terrifying. The erasure of older people and the lack of understanding of what it means to become older and still dealing with all kinds of pressures. It is almost like you reach a certain age and people expect for you to be like, well, I mean, shit, of course you have it. Fuck, you have fucking, if you get this filled out, right? You got this, you got this, you got it all figured out, auntie, you got it, nana, you got it. I mean, we never saw that you were suffering. Yeah, because they suffered in silence because y'all assholes would have been in toll on them. Yeah. A little angry. So, yes. So, ended up in the doctor's office and uh, I didn't I didn't read the doctor. I didn't drag the doctor. But I did sternly tell her that she needs to be very careful about how she approaches black women and people of color, but specifically on our end about mental, physical, and spiritual health, but specifically mental, because it is a subject that is not talked about openly and honestly, but I don't think that people realize that a large portion of mental disorders, mental health needs start developing for black people when we are older. I read this on the black, let's see, where am I? This is the Black Mental Health Alliance. And it says that approximately 15% of adults aged 60 and over suffer from mental disorders. And older adults are at risk of developing mental neurological and neurological disorders and sometimes substance problems as they age, and they are more likely to experience severe conditions at times because they aren't taken seriously. And when I saw that today, I said, you know, it is incumbent about, upon me to talk about this on the pod. It is also incumbent upon me to bring light to this situation Diversity, equity, and inclusion is the buzz buzz everywhere. What does the equity look like? Medical diversity, equity, and inclusion for black women age 40 and up for their mental 
health care. Not just going to the therapist. What does it look like? What is the training that doctors have when you, because that's normally our first point of contact, right? When you come to your physician and you tell them what's going on in your life, do you get poo-pooed or do you get like, <laughs> if y'all ever seen Wanda Sykes uh, comedy special about when she had her breast, um, she had cancer and she had both of her breasts. She had the um, mastectomy double mastectomy and she said she left the hospital with a baggie of Tylenol and so one day on set I'm sure it was a little more than Tylenol but I also know it probably wasn't much more than that and so she was like um she said something like you know I was in pain that day and she said white people were coming from left and right with baggies of you know I've got Percocets I've got oh I got I somebody came out thumping an IV like let me hook her up and get her some get her hydrated funny (laughs) in that way but not ha 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 it's not funny because it's funny it's funny because it's true (laughs) it's true and it and it is true that needing interventions shouldn't make you feel as though this intervention of any kind medical interventions of even referrals from physicians to another physician will put you like in a situation where you just like well damn I ain't come back in here no more the distrust between the medical community and the black community is well earned Mm -hmm. it is well well earned and specifically with women it is so well earned because saying the wrong thing sending a black woman to the wrong doctor could literally be the difference between her going home to her family or getting sent to the psych ward and I've heard of that happening before and it's very important that we learn how to advocate for ourselves and to advocate for those who can't advocate for themselves and so this is what I'm going to continue to work on. And I hope that, you know, I, nothing happens on accident, right? And so I know that this little thing happened to me today because whoever is listening to this, share it or it could be happening in your life. It doesn't have to turn into something big, but it should always be the thing that sparks in your mind. Like, huh, I was, I was listening to your fly auntie earlier today. Podcast. I'm not your fly auntie. I'm Kendra. <laughs> but I was listening to a podcast yesterday or today or whenever. And, 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 you know, she brought that up and, you know, the little, you know, how you get the little pebble and it's there to remind you. And I never believe that I'm sharing stories for no reason. And I don't believe that is not our culture. We don't, that I'm sharing for a reason. And so I don't believe in things happening, you know, for no reason. And I handled it on my end and I'm telling you because I want you to handle it on your end as well. And so really quick story about how I know this to be true. And this isn't like a, a mental health part, but this is a physical health part of a friend who told me about something that she had done and I had just done it myself. So several years ago, my friend Tamara told me that she had gotten her pap smear, her annual for the year. Ooh, Tamara, I hope I'm not telling too much of this girl. Um, but all things we should be doing, right? Uh, if that is a part of your reproductive um, health, that you go and get your paps, your pap smear. And it was a new pap smear out at the time. And I had just gotten mine. And so 
I was like, I've already done mine, so I don't need to go back. And she said, well, my physician told me, and we're thousands of miles away from each other, that you should get this one because this one is more accurate than the traditional one. And I was like, "Eh, okay. And I kept hearing it in my head. Made an appointment a couple weeks later. And that is when I found out that I had cervical cancer. And that journey took years and years and years to clear up. And I would not have gone back as soon as I would, did if it had not been for that conversation with someone who was nowhere near me, but put it in my mind. And so that's why I'm putting it in your mind. Number one, make your doctor's appointments. If you haven't made them for the end of the year, you still have time. If your insurance insists that you make them by the end of the year, you still have time. If you have to make them for the beginning of the year, you have time. I want you to take today and schedule your appointments, your mental, physical, spiritual. You make your appointment with you, you pass the two. If you haven't or your um, spiritual leader, whoever that may be in your life, if you just need to call up on the Lord and take some time out specifically for a meeting that you would like to have, do that as well. It is time. It's time. And it's time out for the fuckery. It's time out for the fuckery. It's time out for the excuses. And it's time out for letting our friends and family go into these spaces and not feel covered. So if you know someone who hasn't gone to the doctor, needs to go, you know they need to go. It's time for you to check in with them and say, hey, what day are you going? Because I'm coming with you. And that's what you're going to do. Find time. We got to rally around one another because sis, you know how this goes. It's a lot of people that ride for a whole bunch of other folks in this world, but don't nobody ride for us like we ride for each other. So let's take care of our mental, physical, and spiritual health. And if you need somebody to write a terse letter to someone, I'm your girl. Hey girl, hold up. I can't let you leave without something to take home. Let me get you some aluminum foil. So only because a good auntie, sister friend, girlfriend, cousin, somebody with some good home training, they not going to let you leave their house without a little something to take home and walk you out to the car and wave you all the way down the street because that's what we do. <laughs> You be gone. You be long gone. Grandma still be standing at the end of the street, just telling, waiting to test. You turn the corner, she gonna be right there. That's love, right there. That is love. You know what else is love? Taking a pen and paper with you and uh, writing stuff down. Mm-hmm. Write things down when you think of them. Your ideas, your dreams, just some thoughts. It is a great sacred space for your thoughts and your prayers and a sheet of paper between you and God for you to write it down as we enter into these last few weeks of what is called a year because we know that time does not have an ending and so while you're here write it down I receive so much joy from going back And seeing where I've come from and also seeing what I still need to be working on. Yeah. And a lot of that has come from 
writing things down. You can call it journaling. You can call it your manifestation book. You could call it your magic spells from uh, whatever. I don't know. You can call it whatever you want to. But write it down and see what happens. Write it down and see what happens. We get out of the habit of doing the simple things because sometimes the simple things get taken for granted. Because they're simple doesn't mean that they aren't important. And so I'm, I'm sending you home with a, 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 pay, a notebook pad and notebook pad and some paper and, uh, and um, some pens and some extra paper. And it doesn't have to be fancy. I just want you to write. I want you to write it down. Because next year this time, it'll be here. Hmm. You write it down. You just kind of owe it to yourself to kind of stick it out and see it through and so, oh, some, some of those things. And so, yes, pen and paper. That's what you got. Write it down. Well, the clock on the wall says that's all. Or on your Fitbit or your band or wherever you <laughs> looking at the time. But you know I always have so much fun when I am with you. This is the Yo Fly Auntie Podcast. I am Kendra. Please don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend or two. Because that's what fly-ass motherfuckers do. Ha, 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 ha.